Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're welcome to Quran Psycho Mustafa, and this is the very first episode in our series Journey with the Hufaz. Those that have successfully memorized the entire Quran by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Alhamdulillah, we toast today is Hafidha Wahima Adibuyi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. It's a pleasure to have you with us on Quran Cycle. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you too. Alhamdulillah. We just go straight to the, the matter of this course today, inshallah. And can you please tell us um, a bit about yourself? All right. As, the, as you have rightly introduced, my name is Rahima Adeboye. I am currently a student at... Uh, University of Hertfordshire, England. I'm doing my master's in pharmacy. I graduated from University of Lyon, and I well, yeah, that's it basically. Mashallah, Now, you are a special guest today on Quran Cycle, and you're joining us today as an as an hafizo. Alhamdulillah. What motivated you towards the memorization of the Quran? Yeah, my great, my greatest motivation. My motivation had actually started from when I was young, when I was a, when I was still a child. I just, I just had so much passion for memorizing for Quran generally. Then I used to go to um, one madrasa like that, it was owned by Hausa, so we call it Makaranta. So then when we go. And they, then they were teaching us, you know, the, the smallest portions of the Quran. So whenever they teach us anything, and I memorize it, when I get home, they're not going to hear what I'm going to keep reciting, reciting, because I, I, I was always so happy to memorize the Quran. So the passion had been for when I was a child. So I, I, I continued following the passion, and I was fortunate to get um, a good foundation with recitation. My secondary school, I attended Vanguard Academy, so that helped me a lot, due to my foundation. And so, like, I had the, I had the passion. My, my major motivation was the passion. I was just, I was fortunate to get opportunities to build on the passion. When I, when I was growing yeah. up, like, having to know that when you memorize the Quran, there's so much reward attached to it, and it's essential for dawah assignments. So those ones came after I became you know, more matured, but from scratch, it was just passion. Alhamdulillah. Can you, can you take us briefly into your journey and give us insights as to how your journey was? Hmm. My journey was a, wasn't a straight journey. Like I said, I started from um, Makaranta. So when I used to go to that Makaranta, I did that while I was in primary school. So I was, so I was in that Makaranta, I learned in Juzuamma. So that was my first, that was my first um, step ahead in memorizing. So when I proceeded to secondary school at Vanguard, you know, it was, as, a, as an Islamist, we were made to memorize. Although, while I was in Vanguard, I, didn't, I hadn't memorized so much. So, when, we, when I was graduating, I had memorized, I think, just above three 
Azza. But then I used to tell my assassins and fangers, my um, assassins, specifically Sarah and Black. So I used to tell him that I don't want to know what's going to happen. I must make sure I finish the organization. I don't want to know. Like, all those, right from time, I'd always had the, like, I always found myself not being fulfilled in this life where I didn't complete this thing. Even though I, I didn't see it coming so soon, as I then, I just, attached the kind of fulfillment, you know, fulfillment of, okay, yes, I want to do what I plan to do in the future, my career. But I also gave myself the fulfillment that I also want to make sure I complete the memorization because I was always motivated about how my assassins, when they went the way they always decide to go on, offhand, and like, anytime they are doing, they, say, they sometimes they do Quran melodies then in Vanguard. So, like, I had a lot of motivations from Vanguard. So, go moving on, you know, that, that was just talking about three Ajza and there are 30 Ajza in the Quran. So, I still had 27. So, um, I got to university. I always, yeah, there, when I was at Kilani, I usually see, I got to know about some um, madrasa that they usually do in the morning, teaching Quran. So, I just, always found time or any opportunity that comes my way just kept on you know um squeezing my time to attend and get things done because when i was living in university of Illinois, then i had i memorized up to i think sure that's for sure so that's moving last week so that's and um, making things mm. like that so when i was in university I knew you no know, university and life, university life and shit, there was not so much time. So I knew I, I still had a very long way to go. So the um the mindset that if I don't finish this memorization, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not happy. Like I just wanted to be, I just wanted to find the fulfilled. So I, I began to seek mm-hmm. counseling and advice on how exactly I think I can do it. So some people suggested that why don't I just like. As soon as I leave university, before moving on to do any other thing, I should just dedicate one year to the program. I should find a good school and attend. So, so many mm. suggestions I was, while I was seeking um, advice. So, I got to know about a... I got to know, I got to realize that it was possible for me to memorize the Quran while I was doing my NYC. Because, you know, the nature of NYC, you have... You it's a, it's, a, it's a scheme that gives you quite a lot of time. So it depends on you being able to manage that time. So I got to realize that I could, that I could, if I could find my way of I mean, getting myself into a place where I can memorize the Quran while I was serving. So that was exactly where the journey started. All those songs were just, the first phase of the journey was just, let's just say preliminary. Preliminary, so yeah, the journey yeah. of merging NYC with memorization was the main aspect of the journey. So, okay, like I said, I felt okay, I was going to serve and memorize the Quran. I had it, I had it in mind. So, we registered for NYC. I chose, you know, you had the opportunity of choosing some states. I can't really remember the states I chose, but eventually, when I was posted, I was posted to. Enugu State. 
that cost me very hard. Mm. I was also disappointed. I was sad. I cried. I was like, no, this is and no. I if I I knew that if I had gone if I go for NYC without achieving this, I may not have the opportunity again. No. After NYC, there will be so so many things ahead of me that I'm going. So it really hit me hard. So I was I was not happy about it. And at some point, I began to feel well. Maybe it's not my destiny. So just maybe I just keep continuing. Another part of me was like, no, I needed I just needed to do this. So I I thought ways. I pray, cry down to Allah. I prayed that He take me out or find me find a way out of it for me. I I found opportunities and I found a way of redeploying from Enugu to the school I had in mind was at Ibadan, or yes, um, Alcora school in Ibadan. So I found a way from Enugu to Oyoshi. So luckily for me, moving from Enugu, relocating from Enugu to Oyoshi, no, relocating to Oyoshi wasn't doesn't mean automatically I will be able to stay. Around Alcoro, no, it's just this Oyo City that has taken me to Oyo Town, Gomosho, Bora, you know, so many places, so many towns in Oyo. Because I mm. specifically wanted Ibadan, not just Ibadan, um, where Alcoro was located. I wanted a TPA around there. If 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 I couldn't even get Alcoro as a TPA, which I tried to, but they said Alcoro is not ready, it's not accredited. You no, know, Alcoro has a school, it has a secondary school, so I felt okay, I just work in the secondary school and do my degree. So I was lucky enough to find a way of there's a, a public school not far from Alcoro. So I I was I got I found my way of being a teacher at the public school while I would be a student at Alcoro. So that was how I matched it together. While I was while I go and work in the morning, come back to learn I go as a worker in the morning, I come back as a student in the evening. It's quite interesting. Interesting. So, um, this is your journey at Alcoro. Can you briefly just take us through your journey there? The journey at Alcoro was, <laughs> yes, no, the nature of Quran memorization, Quran memorization was challenging. Now, coupled with the fact that I had to merge it with work, and my place of primary assignment was quite strict. So they always wanted us to come to work every day. They gave us, you know, as core members, they they gave us more tasks than their normal teachers. They so it wasn't it wasn't so welcoming to me and given my my um, what I was up to, like the memorization I was up to. So it was quite challenging, but alhamdulillah. So tough, but alhamdulillah, I just I just kept on pushing through. So the let me give you an insight to my day that would that would make you understand what I meant by the tough. So Alcoro program, like the way they live, the way the schedule is, wake up time is two a.m. So when you wake up two a.m. It's, it's, it's time for Muraja and time for Muraja and then maybe your tasks because the first thing you have to do when you wake up two a.m. is Muraja. Or one hard and maybe your task another one hard and a hard bit and a short nap, a nap before solar festival. So me as a as a as a multitasking as a teacher slash student, <laughs> I 
when we wake up by two, I do my moroja. Within that and one hour moroja, then the other one hour I make sure I start memorizing my what I have to do for the day and the standard number of pages to be memorized that my ustaz gave me. Like you know, you know I had a limited time. I had it's not up to it wasn't up to a year anymore. You know, we spent some months in and some weeks in camp and trying to relocate. I have I was I had already cut short of time. I had about eight months. So my ustaz given the schedule my ustaz gave me stand on a standard basis, I had to memorize three uh, three pages per day. So that one half, I'll begin. I have to, one half for um, revision, then one half to start memorization. So I had to always keep my brain at work. There was no time for to, to sleep. There was no time for any. There was no time for any other <laughs> any laziness. So after the hydro, the time people usually have to take mm. a nap, I have to begin to have my bath and prepare for like prepare for work. I have to get myself ready for work because after flat festival, we're supposed to start in morning classes. So I won't have I won't have time for any other thing. So it was so clumsy for me. So after flat festival, I would I would have before when I come for flat festival, I would have dressed up like someone is going to work. So after flat festival, what uh, whatever I had memorized in the early morning, like two two to four class. I would, I should I should have I should have memorized it completely correctly and I should be ready to reproduce it to my ustaz at that time. So, you know, it needed a lot of a lot of attention, a lot of focus. So which I, I that was how I kept on doing. So when I had done that by maybe seven thirty, if I had to get to work by eight, I would leave for work. So at work, because I still had to we had a class, we usually have another class after Asha. And before the answer class, I should have memorized something new, which can only be done while I was at work. And you know, I said the nature of work was quite, the nature of our work was quite cumbersome as four members. So I always, I was always finding, I was just, I kept on struggling, squeezing time, squeezing a lot of time. So I always found time to, Memorize the um, what I needed to memorize before coming back. And at the same time, the way our ustaz treated us, you know, general memorization. If you don't do your memorization with precision, you're going to you're going to easily forget what you had memorized. So, you could ask you, you could test you at any time. So while you're memorizing, you have to keep on revising. So it was a it was a very tough tough journey. There were days that. I won't be I won't be able to look up. There are days that I I cried actually. There are days that I just felt like I'm not doing this again. Just want to go. So how how were you able to just give us specifics on how you were able to cope with revision and new memorization? Alhamdulillah, it was through the help of my ustaz. Because you never, you know, the nature of revision, you won't want to revise. All you want to do is to continue memorizing. My ustaz did not allow that for us. So like he gave a he gave a pattern that every day you must revise this number of portions and you may be tested on it. So it was it was you know the schedule of Al Quran was included there. 
their time for revision, their time for memorization. So I just I just um made sure I I was in line with with it because for my benefit and for and for for me not to be <laughs> coded when I don't do well by the stars. So for example, when I had memorized when I had memorized ten Ajiba, for example, so the challenge was that every day on the on the the least you could revise per day as my ustaz had, had challenged us with three three ajibas. So when I like for example when I memorize ten ajibas, so that means I would every roughly every three days I would complete I would revise all what I had memorized again. So as your as your um as your volume of what you memorize increases, your ustaz your ustaz will tell you how how um voluminous your revision should increase. So like the higher you go, the tougher it becomes. So although the way the way you also did it, like when you are gotten to sixteen, you're going to pause for like two or three weeks, you're not going to memorize anything. All you'll be doing is revision and test. Revision and test until you've successfully passed the test before you can move on. And even after you move on, they still keep on testing you on. So it was alhamdulillah it was with the help of the my and his and his um, very organized structure. Mashallah, hmm. barakallah. What a journey. What a journey. Alhamdulillah, I mean that has you know blessed you and made it possible for you to complete um this beautiful journey. Um, on final note, um was there any surah that gave you the toughest time? And which is your best surah? My best surah was surah to Mariam. Let's start from the, the toughest surah. You had you had you had issues, oh, right? The toughest surah. Or surah to Hood. Or surah to yeah. Hood. And why was it? Why? I, why I don't know. It? I don't. I can't even really explain why it was tough. But people people have always kept telling me that it is not as tough as it was. You know. I don't know. I can't. I don't really. I can't really explain why it was tough. And I well, well, maybe one. What I would say is that there are so many other um similar verses in the Quran. So I was always mixing things up. And again, I don't know. It was just it wasn't just as interesting as other ones. It was quite tough for me. Start again. So so start to good anyway. So your best sort yes, Why, why, why is that? Because yes, of the rhyming at the end. From the beginning to the end, it was, it was well rhymed. And before the then, end, before Marshall. I memorized it, I was I usually listen to the recitation, and I like I like listening to the recitation. So memorizing it made it more interesting, and then the little stories attached to it. Inshallah, barakallah your for taking us through this beautiful journey. Alhamdulillah, it's, it's, it's a journey of determination. From what I could see from your journey, was the persistence and the determination to complete um, the memorization. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it an hujjah for you on the day of Qiyamah. Um, is there any advice, any final advice you would give any any intending um, person out there yes. to have a lot of memorizing the Quran? Firstly, um, for memorizing the Quran, you would need to seek Allah's help. It will be a very, very difficult journey. 
So you need to seek Allah's help, like be a very prayerful person. So, mm. and that means going on the journey, you have to have a good intention. You know, most mm. there are so many. There are so many people that went to memorize Quran because their parents were forced. So the impact of those that memorize Quran because their parents forced them, sorry. Because the impact of those that memorize Quran because they were forced and those that memorized it on their own, the difference was clear. It's usually clear. So I would advise anyone that wants to go on the journey to do it, to memorize it as even if your no. parents encourage you to no. go for it, make sure it is done at your own will with a pure intention of seeking Allah's in favor. So, one thing that you should always um, think about is think about the reward that is attached to you. Think about how the kind of joy you would have when you complete it. When you're on the journey and you feel like you're just giving up, just think about, think about, don't think about mm. um, giving up uh, so soon. Always. Just having determination and memorizing Quran has a lot of discipline. You know, so many things is going to take away from you when you start when you're on the journey. You see, going on to memorize Quran, you have to sacrifice a lot of things. Your sleep, if you are the type that likes sleep, it doesn't joke with your sleep. You have to sacrifice your sleep. There are times that you you um, you feel time consciousness, especially. You know, you are the type of person that is always a, like a social media addict. That you're, that you are, you are the type that spends too much of your time watching series. So it's going to take a lot of things from you. Like I can't even remember since I can't remember when last I watched a, a complete movie that I now sat down like so many things are going to change. It's going to change you completely. Like it's a whole package for you. So you going to embark on the journey you have to be psychologically prepared mm. you know if you if let's assume you even feel like okay i'm going to this just okay i have passion this time by this time this time i want to finish for example now saying that i'm restaurant within one year think about the revision you have to start doing after you finish memorizing so a a a son that wants to embark on the current journey has to be disciplined and have a lot of sacrifice mm. so and i would advise that you should have a, a mentor that you can always if you are if you are even doing it on your own ensure you have a mentor that can always give you tips and and then um, you know keep you on track also there are two things that are, that are very related to memorizing for and you know mm. there's this there's the way there's this um whispering of shaitan when you finish your resume Quran that I am talking from experience. You know, they don't make you feel like ah hey hey but the day feels that you have arrived. Exactly. So it's a battle you have to keep fighting, the battle of pride. You have to keep humbling yourself, you have to keep being humble. It's not it's not so easy. And you know the way people even people mm. are, people are so people are so mean that even if you just do maybe just five acts that they will start taking hey shay from that kind of thing. So and you know she will be like yes now you know she oh yeah raise your hand you are <laughs> that kind of thing. humility and someone that wants mm. to memorize the Quran. Mm, interesting. You know, like I said, it's a it's a sacred the sacred journey. There's some things that you should just you should just stop doing. 
um things like you know unnecessary talks unnecessary rude vulgar languages um vulgar languages i want to like for why he showed us nonsense stuff we have to do away from it so yeah those are the things that very much attached to memorizing that if you can't do away with them you may you may find it difficult to you know to arrive where you want to arrive so yeah Jazakumullahu khairan Ustadha Wahima. It's been a beautiful time out with you. Thank you for all the insights. We pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this beneficial for you. Fidunia wal akhirah. To all our listeners, if you found this interesting and insightful, please do share with your friends and families. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.